Welcome back to another edition of Hoopology. I'm your host, Storm Jenkins. We're on episode four of Why Would I Stop Now? Appreciate you uh, rocking with me. Uh, had some tech issues. Hopefully those are finished and we can get started with a new episode. So we'll talk about the poll questions from last time and also preview the East and West and kind of what's been going on. Uh, it's been a lot going on in the last month or so as well as look forward to a new year and more MBA. So let's get started. So first, let's look over uh, the poll questions from last time. You know, what recent 40 or 50 piece was most impressive and 50% of you said Embiid 25% of you tied for Garland or Curry and then what surprising team can keep stacking wins 60% of you said the Jazz and 40% of you said the Kings so you know lots happened since uh November the end of November so uh let's let's get started with what's been going on so you know great Christmas slate although it was a little lackluster as far as pretty lopsided wins I think the final game was the most exciting game um and I didn't stay up for that one <laughs> but um you know let's talk about I mean that that's kind of like you know the big the big fall um excitement you know to start with the NBA for the first few months of the, of the season and so you know, Boston sits, you know, still at number one, and, and they've been really consistent this year. Obviously, a lot of people were clamoring when they when they faltered a little bit on the on the West Coast trip, you know, lo- losing, you know, to the to the Warriors and, and the Clippers and then needing overtime to beat the Lakers. So, you know, and then coming back home, you know, dropping a few against the Magic and, and looking a little lethargic for sure. I think they were just, you know, in a little bit of a holiday slump, but they came back strong, you know, against. Milwaukee I think that was a bigger statement game that needed to be taken for Milwaukee but Boston really you know showed up showed out the Jays you know that monster dunk by by curls was was definitely artwork um I I definitely need to get did get a copy of that for sure to hang up and um it was really just great his his MVP kind of banner season continues and also Jalen Brown though you know we, we we can get really caught up you know with Tatum and and you know welcoming back Time Lord and things like that but Jalen Brown his consistency and 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 not and not kind of deferring um and really being balanced with with Tatum you know consistently is something I've been preaching for the last few seasons and then, and one of the reasons why I was in favor of breaking them up because I felt like they they weren't they weren't consistently putting up these numbers together. And that's what they really needed. They need to be a solid duo. You know, there's no like, oh, you're you you, you you're hot tonight. You go for it. I'm not hot. But they still needed to affect the game in different ways. And I think they finally kind of unlock that key. And that's what's really, you know, impressive and taking them to that next level to try to get back to the finals because, you know, that – that was that consistency wasn't there. It's like last year the foundation, you know, right right around you know the the start of the new year is when they went on that huge run. Something something clicked, but it was more defensively, and their defense was really you know winning them tons of close games, and they were really you know then not needing those close games, but actually you know winning by huge margins because they were locking you know teams up left and right for the whole season and so then I think with the addition of Brogdon to have that other kind of like facilitator because that was the other thing was that they really tried to get um, Tatum to be a more 
you know, impressive facilitator, but he was losing, you know, some, some, some of his scoring capabilities. And so it was like trying to balance those things. I think last year was a, a work in progress this year. I think with, with the fact that both Jalen and, and Jason are scoring consistently, but they're scoring in a wi- wide variety of ways, but they're also, you know, then have picked up their defense and with time Lord coming back now, you know, that unlocks another whole nother key. And it's that's what's really been so impressive that they've been able to do, you know, get this record so far without, you know, Time Lord being in. So, you know, the sky's the limit, I think, for them. January is, is, is one of the toughest months, I think, in the NBA because it's a month that, you know, you're rushing to get through it to get to All-Star break because you want a break or, you know, you think a lot of people say after All-Star break is when, when the NBA really begins. But January is when you make that run. Because that's really what's going to separate you is to stack those wins just like Boston did last year. They went on a very impressive run before All-Star break. And, you know, some people after All-Star break, you know, they see that big lead and then they start to take days off. And then other teams are scrambling to rush to get those wins to try to position themselves better for the playoffs. So, but January really is the foundational month that I think that you're going to see, you know, either a lot of teams tread water, you know, excel or decline. And so, you know, there's a lot of teams that have injuries. We're, we're going to talk about one of the poll questions is which, which injury-prone West team, you know, can can weather the storm to, to position themselves best come, play, come um, you know, all-star break into playoffs. And so, but on the East, there's not a lot of, like, injury situations. I think Middleton is probably the most... Um, most star note noteworthy injury that's really kind of plaguing Milwaukee because they really could have used him on Christmas on Christmas game and then they lose to the Bulls um, last night and, and the Bulls kind of have their number I think the Hawks have the Milwaukee number too and now Boston you know has that first impressive you know that impressive win on Christmas Day as well but let's talk about the hottest team in the East which is Brooklyn winners of ten. Watched the game last night, and it was really impressive to see, you know, Kai and KD Cook and then Claxton really coming along um, as well. And so, you know, but the defense, you know, weathering the storm of off-the-court issues, on-the-court issues, um, this is the team that we've all kind of been waiting for. If if you've been waiting to kind of see the the kind of unlocking of of how good Brooklyn can be with KD and Kyrie, this this is it. <laughs> this is what you've been waiting for. So um, I just think that the usage and then the amount of points that Kai and KD are consistently having to put up, KD is having a very big MVP season for sure. And this streak of 10 definitely, you know, um, kind of solidifies that even more impressively. But he even said that the defense, you know, being unlocked a little bit more is really kind of what has really propelled them in a lot of these games to kind of like get through and, and, and get the fourth quarter and, and, and really win out on a lot of these uh, a lot of these games. So also with TJ Warren um, finally back from injuries the last few years, having him there, Royce O'Neal has been the, their glue guy. I mean, I think they do, you know, miss Bruce Brown, but I think Royce has definitely filled that void quite quite well. Claxton has come along quite a bit as well. And so a lot of people are saying, you know, they still need a little bit of a bigger man um, to really contend with Milwaukee and Boston and, and, and Philly. But other than that, I think they, um, you know, if they consistently stay, stay getting better on defense and continue to put up numbers, I think they're definitely, you know, at the right slot at number two right now. 
And so that that remains to be seen. Cleveland's been kind of taken a bit of a, a you know they've they've lost to Donovan has had you know a few few rough shooting games, but I'm not really worried. Them sitting at four, I think that's a good slot for them. I think you know they're easily could move up to three or two if they if they you know get a good stretch of runs. But I think they position themselves really well right now. Uh, Garland and Don have also been a great um, backcourt duo in tandem that I think is definitely um, showing a lot of people what, what Don and, and, and Darius can do. And Mobley and Allen and, and the likes, they definitely um, have a lot of great pieces and continue to be coached well and, and play defense. So that is um, that's one of those things where I'm not too worried about a few losses here and there because they played well against Boston. They played well a lot against a lot of other teams um, that are quality teams. So um, they just need to continue to stay consistent and you know work on you know being as injury prone as possible because that's where they faltered last year. They had a great run last year, but you know totally surprised the league. One of the biggest you know surprises I think um, last year in the league. And then you know Allen goes out and they kind of just falters from there. And then Mobley also had some injuries as well. Philly sitting at five. You know, they lost their last one, but Embiid and Harden are starting to play the way I think a lot of people had expected. Harris has been a great bright spot. They were just waiting to get Maxi back, and I think, you know, they have some room for growth and, and improvement. I think defense still needs to be a little bit better. Um, but I think for the most part, you know, sitting at five, you know, is still a good spot for them, considering how they kind of started. Um, and then Miami is the head scratcher. Like with the trade deadline coming up, it's just like I don't think they have enough uh, firepower um, and and really star power. I mean Butler and Bam, they've been inconsistent between injury and and just inconsistency in general. But they're always next man up. They always play hard for Coach Spo. But you know, I just don't see them having a closer that they need at this time. And then who do you get? You know, it's like. They're one of those teams. I mean, they were one, they were like one shot away from the finals last year, and they've been in the finals, you know, back in twenty twenty in the bubble. And then it's kind of like, okay, um, so where do you go from here? You know, I just, you know, Struess and 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 company. I just don't see them being enough to to beat a Boston or beat a Brooklyn or beat you know Milwaukee at this time or even Philly. So it remains to be seen um, what they do during the trade deadline. I think that's the that's the next big thing is just seeing how teams perform in January really and, and see what their needs and wants are and, and kind of what transpires to you know lead up to the trade deadline I think is the is the next big scenario. The Knicks man they, they were on a good run for a minute. Lost their last four including the Christmas game and then the kind of meltdown the other night against Luker and company in Dallas and she's Grimes has been a great um you know bright spot for them you know kudos to him he's playing well uh Quickly's been playing con- you know consistently well uh, you know when he has his minutes as well Brunson's been a great addition although with his injury right now this this is kind of the hard part um because they don't have a lot of <laughs> other people you know um after him going down to consistently step step up and and get his minutes, get his points, get 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 the the kind of the the kind of clutchness that he has been bringing to to the Knicks. Randall finally, you know, out of the facilitator game, back into the scoring game, and I think he's been you know really relishing that 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 um that spot for him, and he's been flourishing, and he needs to continue that. Barrett as well needs to continue to be you know a great scorer, and you know kind of what see what happens. Right now they're sitting at seven. You know, can they move up to six? Maybe. 
you know, um, like I said, this next month for a lot of these iffy teams um, is going to, you know, be the big, the big, uh, you know, outlook to see kind of what what's going to happen, you know, after All Star break. But Indiana's the Indiana's kind of the Cleveland of last year. Although they're sitting at eight right now, they are the Cleveland of last year, where they are a huge bright spot. Thought they were going to just be an upstart, you know, rebuilding year, and, and in fact, they're they're really impressive, um, considering that they're starting, you know. Uh, a lot of young players, uh, Halliburton definitely has taken, I think, a next step in his maturation and, 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 and moving up to, you know, a good all-star level. And then Matherin, him and Bancaro definitely have been neck and neck for uh, rookie of the year. They're, they've been super impressive, both of them, um, and just continue to play um, together and cohesive is, is a huge thing. Sitting at eight, um, they they kind of remain to be seen. I think they're you know gonna be at least a a, a play in tournament game, but maybe they could move up you know to a six seed. Maybe it just really depends on kind of like what happens and then whether or not Heald and Miles Turner still are on that track to to be trade bait for for the for, for them in the season. So it just kind of remains to be seen. Like. Has that been put off the table now that they're all kind of clicking? And then what would they, since they have been playing so well, what would they, what what kind of players would, would Indiana receive in in exchange for them is, is really an interesting, you know, situation to be in. It's a very positive situation for Indiana to be in. But they're kind of one of those interesting teams, like they can go either way right now. And so Atlanta is is really disappointing right now. Lost to lost to the Nets last night. No Trey. Um, Trey's out with some injury. Um, there's been a lot of inconsistencies with injury. Him, Capella, Collins. I mean, Collins has been on the trading block for a minute now. And you know, like a lot of rumors, and that yet he's performing well with Trey's absence, and and I kind of feel bad for Dejounte Murray. He comes in, you know, he does well in San Antonio, but gets out of San Antonio, gets a great deal, great, great, great running mate with Trey, good, uh, good overall team. They had a lot of, you know, you know, upside to them, and and defense was, you know, their issue. But Dejounte being there, I think, has helped with some of the defense. But now they're sitting at nine and kind of like wondering what's going to happen. I don't know. Um, January really remains to be seen. Chicago, another one. They play the top teams well, and they've beaten the top teams well. They beat Giannis and Milwaukee, despite Giannis putting up 40, 40 plus points. But they can't. They can't win against the lower echelon teams or even the mid-level teams consistently enough to bolster that record. You know, to go from ten. You know, they really should be a top five team given what, you know, the promise that they had last year. But that that prolonged injury issue with Lonzo Ball has really given them a tailspin. And you just wonder at trade trade deadline time, is Zach gone? You know, they can't get rid of DeMar, I think, because of his contract situation this year. But, you know, it's kind of like, what what's the deal? Like, do you guys want to win? You know, what what's the la- what's the remaining piece that they need? They need to figure some things out and and quick because it's going to be a lost season for them if not. Toronto, another possible lost season for them. And you know, sitting at eleven, and they they just you know they'll win some, then they'll lose some, then they'll win some, then they'll lose some. They're just like middle of the pack. So it's like is is play play in tournament their ceiling this year? Are they rebuilding? Are they going to get rid of, like, an Anobi? He's been on some um, trade rumors as well. He'd be a really good pickup for a lot of teams that are, are kind of, like, one person away from kind of really making that push. 
And so it's like, what would they get in return? You know, I don't know. Washington, I just still can't figure out. They won three. Feels out with hamstring issue, you know, now. And it's kind of like, what is your identity? Like, what are you looking towards? Congratulations to Rui with a career high and and beating a a depleted Suns team at home last night. But that's great for him and his confidence and and really showcasing what he can do. But it's kind of like, I don't know what their identity is at this point. And I've been saying this all season. So it remains to be seen. Orlando with some really quality wins, especially against the Boston team, you know, away. And they've had so a lot of quality wins. They've They've lost the last few. But I think that that young team can definitely be a surpriser um, and, 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 you know, depending on what the matchup is, can definitely do some things if they can get it, get into the playing play in game. I think that's their ceiling this year. And I think they definitely, you know, might be able to reach that um, given the kind of decline and kind of, you know, of like Chicago, Toronto, Washington, the, the, and then even Atlanta. And who's to say that the Knicks or Indiana are going to still, you know, be in the seven, eight slot, you know, come, come playoff time. I think, they, I think they, the lower part of the East is wide open, and, and Orlando has the pieces and, and, and the young talent to do it. You know, Bancaro and Matherin are, are, are basically, you know, to me, in, in my mind, tied for Rookie of the Year right now. Charlotte's just been hit by the injury bug and just can't get out of their own way, and I just wonder, you know, if Ubre is on the move um, by trade deadline, and it's it's it might just be a lost season for Lamelo and company, um, and just try to like, you know, get fresh next year, just try to stay healthy this year, stack some wins, and then you know, you know, put some defensive principles down this year that they can like, you know, roll into next year. At this point, uh, I mean, nine and twenty six, it's not looking good, and they have. You know, in Detroit, we already knew they're going to be upstart. They've had some quality wins here and there. They play hard. It's it's a shame for Cade to have gone out. You know, best wishes to him and his recovery for next year. Um, the you know the Ivy and and a lot of the other um, young young talents have been playing well. Just stay continue to like build and and learn and 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 get those reps in. You know, this year because I think they'll definitely you know make some moves next year. Moving over to the West, Pelicans man, good for Zion. 43 is a season high for him, you know, his young career. And they, the winners are four with, with Ingram sitting on the bench, which I, to me, Coach Willie, is, is, that's really impressive because, you know, Zion's been in and out of the lineup for, for various reasons, you know, but when he's been in, they've been really, really good. Him and CJ are a great combo together. And they have one of the deepest benches and one of some of the most versatile players. You know, Coach Green has gotten so much out of those guys. And, and that that is really building a great foundation um, as the season goes on, sitting at one right now. You know, they're, they're tied record-wise with, with Denver. Lost uh, their last game. They had some people out against the Kings. But Jokic just continuously be one of the most consistent p- players, you know, that we have in the league. And, you know, it's like... Pelicans, Denver, Memphis. Who would have thought that those would be the top three, you know, teams in the West at this point? And I love every minute of this because I love, you know, not knowing every night, you know, you can get beat and or can win. And that's a great feeling, you know, as an NBA fan, you know, not so much <laughs> if you have a particular team that you're, you know, rocking with, but just seeing, you know, good quality, 
you know, play and, and not knowing that, you know, who who's going to win the game night in and night out is, is, is a fun place to be. Memphis, I feel like they really squandered that um, Christmas game and then the game after um, at home against the Suns. They're, they have a full complement of players. And yet it seems like they need that 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 um barrier of having you know major players out in order to play better more consistently more hungry and it seems like they have almost a better record when one key player is out versus when their whole full complement of players are in they have all the tools to win they absolutely do they play defense they have box office guy named John Morant um, I like his sne- signature sneaker. It seems like a combination of a few different of the Nike Nike basketball signatures, but I'm not mad at it. Want to see more colorways, but you know, great to jaw um, for getting that and then consistently, you know, um, performing at a high level, you know, at his at his age and his juncture and his career. Um, and Triple J, Bane, everybody's back. So it's just a matter of like, you know, playing consistently, playing together, and building those wins. But the Clippers, I wonder, you know, what's going to happen? They're one of them, Phoenix, New Orleans, and Golden State. That's my poll question is like, which major injury team can set themselves up by all-star break to basically tread water, if not putting themselves in a great position to, to make up make a good seeding for a playoff run and it seems like Kawhi is slowly coming back um he's playing a few more games than he had been um but still taking quite a few days off in between um and Paul George he played his first I think back-to-back um the other this week and it'll be interesting to see you know, as Kawhi gets worked in more, you know, how much is he going to play? How much is PG going to play? And how how much Ty Lu has, you know, with the rest of the guys to consistently keep pulling these games out? Phoenix would book out for at least four weeks. That's a that's a real big loss for them. They've never played without book consistently, you know, in, in the last few years. And that's a tough one to lose. I mean, you already have Cam Johnson down. You don't have Jay Crowder to call up either um and so it'd be interesting to see who they get for jay and how they can plug and play and 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 see you know in the next month and a half how they can tread this water because ayton ayton's really found his mid-range game excellent you know but he has some issues you know him and monty have had coach monty have had some issues um you know this season it seems like you know they're not all on the same page um in general and so just wonder to see is, is that window really closing sitting at five um right now but probably the best story of the season is the kings you know like that beam man like that beam i'm really happy to see you know monk has been a really great addition people are obviously talking about sabonis and fox so much and and rightfully so but murray as as a rookie and then and then monk fitting in i mean him sabonis and fox 30 plus points first time in like the 60s that you know king's trio is has put up those type of numbers and that's the great part and they play defense coach brown has really got them working well together and so it's it's great to see hopefully they can at least continue to maintain the sixth spot you know i'm not sure how much further they can move up but you never know i mean the west is wide open dallas Congratulations to Luca on that sixty piece, and 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 such. But he is box office. He is Luca magic. But I just worry. Like it's great that you put up these great numbers, but how are you going to be at playoff time? Like 
you're sitting at seven right now and you're expending all this energy just to get these wins. Like who who's coming, you know, to help out Luca? You know, trade deadline, I'm really eyeing Dallas. Like, are they gonna do something? Because at this point, it's the same song and dance that we've been saying for the last like two to three years. Who's here to help Luca? Because Christian Wood, yeah, great addition. Spencer Dibby, sure, okay. Hardaway's back from injury, fine. But none of them are really consistently coming to really help out, you know, night in and night out. And, you know, Portland, it's it's a similar issue. Although, I mean, you know, sitting at eight, they were they were at the top slot for a while. And then, you know, re-aggravation with, with Dame and some injuries. You know, he's back. Simon, you know, Grant, Nurkic, they all have been playing better. Inconsistently, but you know Josh Hot's been a really glue guy for them. He's been really great, but and they've they've stepped up some in the defensive side. But I just don't know at this point. You know what is the, what is Portland's ceiling at this point? You know I just feel bad for Dame. You know congratulations to him being you know the number one scorer in, in Blazers history. You know passing Drexler. That's amazing feat for him. You know all all hats off to Dame, but. I don't know what their ceiling is at this point. Utah sitting at nine, which is kind of, you know, interesting because they were definitely like overachieving this year so far um, in the season. And it just remains to be seen. Like, is is any of those guys on the move again um, before the trade deadline? Like, are they going to try to, you know, maybe, you know, make a move or two? Or is this kind of like the roster for the season and, and kind of just see where, where it goes? And then Golden State at 10, I mean... Can they bottle up whatever they got going on at the Chase Center? Can they bottle it up and, like, bring it with them on the road? Because it's really <laughs> – there's a huge difference between their home wins and their and their road losses. And I just I just wonder, you know, what is it? Because they were losing even when Curry was playing on the road before his injury. So, uh, Clay, hats off to you. Hats off to PB&J. Uh, nice game last night. Um, and they've had and Jerome and all these other guys that are getting some run right now. Um, hats off to all you guys. Poole has really stepped up the way I think we expected him to until Curry and Wiggins come back. Can they win enough, you know, set themselves up for when Curry does finally come back? Can they set themselves up enough to not have so much heavy lifting on Curry because we don't want him re-injured again in, in order for them to kind of move up in the standings to get themselves, you know, playoff ready um, at this point. But I don't, I'm not counting anything out for, for Golden State, but it is a little tougher journey this year, um, different journey. Um, but Coach Kerr and, and them, I think def- they definitely, you know, have what it takes to, to make a run for sure. Now a team that definitely is not making any runs right now is Minnesota losing the last four. You know, Cat's still out. Gobert, this should have been a great opportunity for Gobert to really shine, you know, minus Cat to really step up and show what he's got and, you know, why they traded away all that stuff for him. And I just, I'm not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it. And the rest of the guys, I don't know. They've just been inconsistent as well. I'm not sure what the game plan is there um from from coach and, and company and it's just kind of a head scratcher you had such a great season last year you know had high promise this year and you're kind of sitting at 11 and kind of you know I don't I don't feel a lot of promise there right now um but you know we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens OKC you know they have a lot of promise SGA man you know has definitely put on a show him Halliburton and 
and Fox to me are are three most young, impressive guys that are definitely like taking their games to another level. And that's another poll question, you know, who's most impressive? And and it's just amazing to see kind of with SGA healthy what he's capable of doing, what what the whole team is rallying around together and playing consistently together, um, night in and night out. They're hard out, you know. They they they're fifteen and nineteen, but they're still playing well, playing together, and have a huge upside. So kudos kudos to them and and continue, you know, moving moving up. I think I think their ceiling is the play in game this year, and I think they definitely can achieve that um, consistently. You know, you know, stacking some more wins up. For them now, the other side is the Lakers sitting at 13, lost to the Heat last night. You know, on the eve of LeBron, you know, one more day before LeBron's birthday, and you know, he just seems sad. I feel bad. You know, like he's not. He 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 wants to win, and I think there was some promise when AD was on that tear before he he uh, got injured yet again, um, unfortunately. And so, but Russ has been working so well in his six man role. Um, definitely, hats off to him. Um, Thomas Bryant and Reeves, I think, have definitely shown some promise and, and definitely some bright spots, but it's not a lot of bright spots going on with the Lakers, unfortunately. I don't know if it's just a lost season at this point. Who you'd be able to get, I don't know if Bryant and Reeves are, have played themselves enough, well enough to you know, entertain any any other suitors for them and maybe a draft pick or two to try to get somebody in there to, you know, get the Lakers at least into the playing game and then kind of see what happens with AD and his his um, injuries long-term and so on. But I don't know right now. San Antonio and Houston, you know, they're playing hard. Vassell is going to be definitely on the move probably for trade deadline, um, depending on what the offers are. He's definitely played himself, much like DeJounte Murray did last year, into a great great future for himself. Houston, you know, the, the young guys, they're playing well. Um, you know, just need to get more reps and consistency, but they're definitely going to be pretty scary, I think, for next season. But they'll definitely, you know, get some more quality wins before the end of this year. So let's talk about poll questions for, for this week. So um, what young what young player is most impressive? Is it SGA? Is it Halliburton? Or is it Fox um, right now? And then what, what injury-prone, uh, what multiple injury team in the West can set themselves up um, by All-Star break um, for for a good run is it the pelicans is it the clippers is it phoenix or is it golden state you let me know um lots of great mvp candidates this season happy to see kd you know rolling happy to see tatum rolling and uh looking forward to the new year happy new year to everybody and thank you so much for rocking with me i'm your host storm jenkins take care